Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Great. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. It's going to be a fun episode. Um, I'm actually talking to the guy that literally wrote the book on CD, CBD and pain management. I'm very excited. First, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Jason Lane Curtis of Bonvera. He, ever since I was in the military, I got hooked on energy drinks, and I'm allowed to have one a day now because I'm an old man. Um, and he gives me my energy drink, which is energy with no crash, no sugar, anything like that. So definitely check out Jason Lane Curtis from Bonvera. Brother, I'm so excited to talk to you. I got so many questions um, coming from a background in health and fitness, um, being a veteran, and then also coming from addiction recovery. I have just so many questions. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I am doing good. Number one, first, let me say thank you for your service. I am so appreciative for anybody who puts their life on the line for me and my family. So thank you for your service, first and foremost. Oh, thank you so uh, much. I am doing well. Uh, we are riding through lots of storms right now here in Dallas, Texas. But other than that, you know, life is beautiful and uh, it's all good. I'm excited to, to get grilled with your questions. Well, you know, people know that when they come on my show, it's just like two friends having a cup of coffee. Just oh, absolutely. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and what kind of little kid were you? Well, that's a loaded question, that last part. <laughs> uh, so, basically, I was diagnosed as being hyperactive around the age of four or five, and I was put on Ritalin. Well, that really wasn't enough. I hated the feeling of Ritalin and being on it because it kind of makes you like a, like an active turtle where you, you, you want to come out of your skin, but you can't. And I found that cannabis in my youth was a better make good for Ritalin. But the problem with being hyperactive is you have all this energy and you have to find ways to get rid of it. And so when you see these young guys and gals who are like these hyper extremists and doing all these crazy things, generally they're hyperactive people or they're ADHD people. And <clears throat> those extreme things are the only things that keep them motivated and moving because that's where they're getting that energy burst but that energy release at the same time i was kind of that person growing up and uh being hyperactive and needing a lot of extreme uh sports and activities i suffered a lot of injuries and uh, so my first injury was at the age of seven uh, I was riding a banana bike. I, I think you're as old as I am. You probably remember ba uh, banana bikes from back in the 70s. And I think I might have stole a few of them. I might have stole a few of them. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> I, I have two, to tell you the truth. <clears throat> but um, I was riding down a hill, and I saw a rock, and I had to be Mr. G.I. Joe and hit the rock. And that was my first spill and I injured my left shoulder. And they didn't have a brace, they didn't say it was broken, they didn't say it had any torn ligaments or anything. But they put this kind of strange brace that I guess was supposed to hold my shoulder down for a while, didn't work. But it was, I don't know, probably 40 years later that I recognized that my shoulder and neck pain that I've suffered with off and on all my life came from that injury. And I only had, had that aha just a few years ago. But then I've had so many other injuries, both of my knees, toes, elbows, wrists, my neck, my back. When I, so I have what I call um, pain events. The world has you know, economic events, catastrophic events. David has pain events. And I've done everything 
under the sun or nearly almost everything under the sun, legal and illegal, you know, to find ways to combat pain. And I hate NSAIDs or, or aspirins and Tylenols and ibuprofens and, and, and all those things. So they do a lot of damage and so do all of the, the opioids. And I've boiled down a lot of injuries to just using ice, um, cannabis, uh, massage, and uh, chiropractic is how I've battled a lot of my pains. And then <clears throat> approximately five years ago, um, you know, being a part of the, not necessarily being a part of the cannabis industry, we used to do some events and stuff. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we were well connected to a lot of people in Los Angeles in the cannabis industry and the CBD industry. And somebody had given us a, a CBD paint stick that he made. And Richard, I'm going to tell you right now, I thought it was a joke. I laughed. I giggled because there isn't anything that I haven't tried that I know isn't going to not make me hurt for a little while. So I laughed. And uh, then the day came where I needed it and I broke it out and I used it. And on a scale of one to 10, I was probably having a, probably about an eight. My shoulder was locked up. My neck was locked up. You know, and it's one of those things where it lasts two, three months. It's not something that just here today, gone tomorrow. It's, you know, a pain event lasts weeks, months, and in some cases, years. And I tried the CBD pain stick. I rubbed it on, and within 45 minutes, I was probably at about a six and had a little movement in my neck and shoulder. That was my first exposure to CBD. And I wasn't laughing anymore. I was like, where the hell has this been all my life? And uh, that started a journey for me that will not be completed until the day I die. And the reason why I say that is, is because now that I know that cannabis isn't just about getting high, Cannabis is actually about medicine. It's actually food. It's actually a part of some of the chemicals that our body already releases from our brain. And so my journey now is to tell the next person in front of me who is suffering similar things that I suffered, the good news about using cannabidiol or CBD. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Okay. You know, like I said, um, I was in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. I uh, retired last February. And just as I was about to retire, I was with General Nutrition Center. And they just came out with um, CBD roll-on. Mm, yes. And the CBD cream. So tell us what's the difference between a CBD cream, a roll-on, ingestibles? Because, you know, there's so many different fake news out there about it, and it has such a stigma. So right. talk to us about, just break it down Barney-style for a guy like myself. Okay. So basically, there are various routes of administration for using CBD. So you can use what are called suppositories. So suppository is like some uh, coconut oil that's that's cold. It's not, it's you know it's made so that it's not oily, and it will have some cannabis medicine in it. So that's that's one way of ingesting. And the reason why suppositories are so great is because the blood membranes are there in your rectum, and they get the medicine into the bloodstream immediately, bypassing the liver and the digestion and the stomach and that whole process. Then you have what are tinctures and sublinguals. These are, are, are fluids that basically you'll take and you put them under your tongue. So as in your rectum, your tongue has the, the blood vessels right there. So you put a few drops under your tongue or depending how much oil you're taking, you tilt your head forward a little bit. Your tongue will then suck up that 
cannabis medication into the bloodstream, then you swallow the rest. Then you have what are called topicals, which you talked about, creams and roll-ons. Basically, those are just different routes of administration. So <clears throat> you really have two ways to uh, attack the, the, the army or, or the, the war that you're fighting with your pain, internally and externally. So you can take you know, gummies, oils, capsules, tinctures, a variety of edibles internally, which then you know, goes through the digestive process or gets into the blood under the tongue, brings some relief of pain and reduction of inflammation. And then on the outside, you have your topicals, like the roll-ons and stuff that you apply directly to the area. And basically, so what's happening is, is internally and externally, you're getting a, a cannabidiol or the CBD for short to the areas that have inflammation. Now, there are other things that it does, but I don't concern myself with those because I don't deal with like anxiety and seizures. So, but I do deal with pain. And the biggest benefit of CBD is it's anti-inflammatory and it works pretty quickly you start feeling something now depending on the pain i shouldn't say that for everybody but depending on what you're dealing with um you will begin to feel some differences in some cases immediately um so each thing that you mentioned is just a route of administration and it's a way of fighting a multi-front war on let's say knee pain or shoulder pain if that makes sense yeah, I mean, because like I would have a lot of people that would start coming in because we put a sign out, and you know, of course, people are starting to become educated consumers, yeah. which I think that's a great thing. Yes, um, but they would read the bottle and it would be like uh, I think point three percent or something, and they'd be like, "I don't want this shit." Yeah. I can get, I can go to the, the bodega down the street and get such a higher Duh. potency, right? So. Talk to us about different potencies. And oh, okay, so now when you say the 0.3 percent, now generally what that means is <clears throat> the hemp plant, uh, once it's been grown and processed and tested, its THC content cannot be more than 0.3 percent. So now in the old days, when we looked at the cannabis plant and the hemp plant, we thought you know we would say cannabis would be the female plant, and hemp would be the male plant. Now, scientifically, the way we look at it now, we look at both plants based on the content of THC in them. So hemp generally has 0.3% of THC or less just by nature. Cannabis, or as the slang name is marijuana, cannabis is very high in THC. So they're both basically like cousins. They're no longer really male and female because now my understanding that they, the, the male plant they'll destroy because they want the female crop in bulk. So depending on, 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 uh, on what you're getting, uh, you may be getting THC and CBD or you may be getting just all CBD. And the only way you can find out is by the manufacturer testing, right? Now, <clears throat> Depending on the severity of your pain, you have to figure out what your dosage is because there isn't a one size fits all for CBD. You might be, I, I'm just guessing it. I'm just throwing this out there as an example. You might be hundred pounds heavier than me. I might use 25 milligrams of CBD for to fight pain. Whereas you might have a similar condition, but because of your weight, you might need 30 milligrams, okay? So there isn't a one size fits all when it comes to potency. Now, every bottle that you buy, depending on what you buy from the manufacturer, will have various potencies. And then, again, it's depending on the severity of the condition that you're fighting, I generally tell people it's worth to spend $150 on a bottle of CBD oil that's got 5,000 milligrams in it. The reason being is your cost per use is so much smaller as opposed to buying a bottle that's got 150 milligrams in it. 
<clears throat> excuse me. So, and when you've got that much in a bottle, 5,000 milligrams, then in that case, you're going to probably take maybe a quarter to a half of a dropper as opposed to taking a whole dropper or two droppers. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, but like I said, me coming from the, um, like when I, I ran my, my store, you know, we did over $1.4 million a year. And most of my customers were police officers, military, nice. and first responders. Nice. And they're all getting, like, um, letters from their commanders that you cannot take any CD pro CBD products. Mm. So that's why I'm wondering why even, even if you, you know, I know because I never want to get anybody in the weeds at all, but, um, right. um, right. but you know, even like a lot of police officers said, even if it's just 0.3% of THC, they're still afraid of failing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so now let me share something with you about that. Okay. So there, there are a couple of variety of products on the market. One is called a broad spectrum uh, product and the other is a full spectrum product. So what that means is a full spectrum product means that they take the plant, it could be a cannabis plant, but generally it's the hemp plant, unless they're trying to get um, uh, cannabis CBD for a, for a specific purpose. But generally you'll take um, the CBD from that plant, right? And you'll have the whole plant content when they make their product. So it's called a full spectrum. And in that case, there's going to be a 0.3% um, or a slight variance of THC in the plant. <clears throat> now, in a broad spectrum, what that means is that they take the plant, they process the plant, they weed everything out except for the CBD molecule, and then what they do is, depending on what, what condition they want to try and fight, they will then add back in other cannabinoids or cannabinoids um, they'll use certain oils. Um, they may use lavender and sage and other um, essence or flower essences because they're trying to treat certain conditions. So that's called a broad spectrum. So generally in that case, there's 0% THC in a broad spectrum. So if I were to say anything, it's more than likely that would be the safest. But then... There's a caveat to that. So about three years ago, maybe two years ago, um, two universities did a study. They bought about 80 different products that were on the market. Long story short, two thirds of the, the CBD products that were uh, purchased were, were incorrectly labeled. A big chunk had more than was labeled, a huge chunk had less than that was labeled, and about a third or close to a third were accurately labeled. So when someone tells me they're afraid that they may fail a drug test because they've taken CBD, the truth is some have and the possibility is there. So if I were to say anything to anybody listening, the closest thing that you can get to using a good CBD product and having zero THC would be a broad spectrum CBD product. So there's a difference. Broad spectrum is we formulate and concoct and manufacture something. And full spectrum, we may, we may add additional stuff, but we give you everything in that plant. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. You know, cause I, you know, cause I've been in recovery now. I just celebrated 32 years. And so, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, CBD, you know, can be either near beer yes, or, or, or no beer. And yeah. I think, you know, when, when somebody like myself, cause I've been, you know, having this podcast, I've had hundreds of people trying to get me to promote your CBD. And I'm like, I don't know enough about it yet. Right. You know, and me being in recovery and people know that I'm in recovery 
if all of a sudden they start seeing me wearing hats and t-shirts that have a pot leaf on it i, <laughs> I think you know i think they probably yeah. think i lost i lost yeah. my mind so if there is a person that um is in recovery they can use was it the broad spectrum broad spectrum okay now there's let me give you another uh, caveat that will make it even better for you is if you can find a, a nanotechnology CBD. What's nice about nanotechnology is the molecule is so small. Or right, let me let me give you a picture. So think of the your your the membranes of your body as a chain link fence, right? And nutrients and nutrition and everything that you eat and drink fits through the through, through those chain links, right? So now look at CBD as a basketball. Well, when you take it, it's much harder for it to get through those membranes because it's a big molecule, right? In that in that oil form. When you take a nano-sized uh, CBD molecule, well, now that's the size of a grain of sand. Now, which one's going to fit through that chain link fence easier, that basketball or that little grain of sand? So the difference is with nanotechnology is you require a whole lot less, but you have a much bigger impact. So there's more bioavailability. Absolutely. Okay. Now, questions. Now, like I said, you, you've seen with people that have pain. So what are some other things that um, CBD is good for? Like you said, you mentioned, but we'll go into a little bit more detail about anxiety, um, mm -hmm. sleeplessness. Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little bit about that. So for so I have some friends that are in the military, and, and almost all of my friends are, have, are suffering from PTSD. And so I do everything in my power to get whatever stuff I can into a lot of my friends' hands because a lot of stuff, you know, passes through my hands. And PT, P, PTSD, excuse me, is something that is greatly impacted by CBD. Now, again, remember, CBD is not a one-size-fits-all. For me, I could take 10 milligrams and you might take 2 milligrams, right, and have the same effect because there are so many different things about our bodies that make it unequal. PTSD uh, is one of those great things. And so like I have a friend, you know, in um, back in LA who works with a lot of his vets, a lot of his friends, and they all use CBD. Anxiety is another one. I can share a story. And now this is anecdotal. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I don't give medical advice, mm -hmm. uh, but <clears throat> a close friend of ours, uh, her son has always struggled with uh, just life in general. It was hard for him to hold down a job. He couldn't keep a girlfriend. You know, life was always a panic for him. And when he found out that I was writing my book, he told me, he said, dude, you're not going to believe this. I've been taking CBD for like two and a half weeks. And it's like all of a sudden my whole life is completely different. And, and so as he explains to me, he said, you know, he tells me, he said, like before, you know, I would go to work and it was like all, just the world wanted to attack me. He says, now I, I go to work and I look at the world and it's like, you ain't nothing. He takes like 25 milligrams uh, in the morning. If he needs it, he'll take another 15 in the evening, he says. And he's been working on that regime for, I'm guessing, for probably about two years now. And so his anxiety on a scale of 1 to 10 is probably, I don't know, a 1 if he ever has issues. And if he does, he feels an issue. He says he goes and takes some more. So anxiety is definitely one of those things. Um, we know seizures are a fantastic, they're not fantastic, but CBD has a, a, a fantastic, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Attack on that, you know, whatever it is that's causing those things. 
I have a theory about that if you want to hear why why we struggle. So there are 6,000 years of recorded human history, right? And nearly that entire time of what's recorded, the cannabis plant has been present and woven in and out of history in so many different cultures. So our body has what's called the endocannabinoid system. Basically, it's the system that regulates everything in our body, how we're feeling, what's going on, the chemicals that are released from our brain. It's called the endocannabinoid system. And it has these receptors that receive uh, the cannabinoid chemicals that the brain releases. Well, it turns out that there are two plants on the face of the earth that have similar chemical compounds to that of which the brain releases, called cannabinoids. CBD is one of them. THC is another one of them. And between the two plants, there's over 100 of these cannabinoids. Well, up until prohibition of the cannabis plant, there were three major big pharma companies uh, in the 1910s and 20s. Uh, Eli Lilly, I think Pfizer, and one other one. Um, And all three of these companies, they had a cannabis medication used for a hundred different medical issues, right? And depending on what it was, you would take, you might take two ounces of this tonic or whatever it was for sleeping, or you might take one for a cough, or you might take a half for, for a cut, whatever those issues were. And then when prohibition came, because we had uh, cannabinoids from the plants in our diet with the medications that we used and in some of the foods that we ate and in the clothes that we wore and everything that we used, a lot of hemp was used for stuff. And so our bodies were already getting these cannabinoids from those two plants. And then... The humans, the human race went cold turkey off of cannabinoids. And then now from the 1920s all the way up until now, we see cancer has done nothing but progress. Uh, Disease has done nothing but progress. Uh, Mental illnesses have done nothing but progress. And so when we see all of these conditions that that man is plagued by, And then we see where we take these chemical compounds from these two plants and introduce them to the back into the human body. And then all of a sudden the human body reacts and then the human body begins to heal. And a lot of these children who have these seizures that now take these, these cannabis um, medications, you know, whatever their mixtures are who go from having, hundreds of seizures a day to some, in some cases, not even having them anymore or maybe once a year. And their lives go from being catatonic to being young and playful and being alive because the chemical compounds found in these two plants when introduced into the human body have an incredible synergistic effect that gives us life. And so when we went cold turkey off of cannabinoids and off of the cannabis plant, humans got a whole lot sicker. That's my theory. And I'll stick with it because I think I've got enough evidence to support that, but I'm not a researcher, so I'm not doing anything but anecdotally, you know, If you want the studies, I can bring you the studies. I know the people who do the studies, but anecdotally, I can speak. That's my theory of why I think humankind is so sick now or so sickly. But do you think now that I think more people are getting used to seeing CBD everywhere, is it becoming watered down or or do you think that people are starting to become more smart about it? I think the correct answer is both. It's getting watered down or it's it's watered down 
And the reason why I say it's watered down is because of how many crooks are in the business. <clears throat> and so when I say that, you go, you're on Route 66, you stop off at a gas station. Oh, baby, they got some CBD. Let's go get some. But the guy has no clue that he purchased, you know, a case of CBD from a crook who's just got some coconut oil and a couple of drops of CBD isolate and there's nothing in it. Guy buys it, takes it, uses it. Oh, this is trash. So in that case, I say it's watered down. But the consumer, some consumers are getting more educated. And those are the ones that are actively seeking information. Um, and those that seek the information, you know, the Bible says, if you seek, you will find. And those that seek the information, they find the information, generally they'll find the information they need. And so like in my book, I give a checklist and I just updated it two days ago, believe it or not. And um, I have a pretty comprehensive checklist in the back of my book so that people can go to the store, go through the checklist and turn around and walk right back out and not have purchased anything. And the reason being is because most of the stuff that you buy in the store doesn't have what's called a certificate of analysis or the testing results. So you don't know what you're buying. So that's not a good thing. So when people go through the checklist, they'll say, oh, man, well, I can't buy from you because you might have something bad and I don't want to waste my money. And so that's part of my reason for my mission is I'm always educating the next person in front of me about CBD or about cannabis medication and how to avoid the snake oil salesman. Because there are a lot. The, the, um, the study that I just mentioned earlier, that two-thirds of the CBD products on the market were incorrectly labeled. And a lot of them, a third, I think maybe, I don't, I don't remember what the numbers off the top of my head, but a big number had a whole lot less than what was stated on the label. And so that's not good. It's, it's kind of hard to avoid something like that. You know, you just make your best purchasing choices that you can following a, a good, strict buying protocol because you're basically buying a medicine for the body. It's those two plants interacting with the human body that are bringing life, that are bringing health, that are reducing inflammation, that are reducing seizures, that are... Um, I, I met a... Check this out. So I met a guy the other day, another formulator who is using CBD with some other formulations for brain IQ. And <clears throat> he's going public. He's got studies that he's working on right now. So legitimate people, they will do everything in their power to prove to you that they're legitimate. But like these bottom third of people who have put a product on the market, that have very little CBD content in it, they're just trying to make a buck. They don't care that you got ripped off. They made their dollar, they're on their way. Okay, then I got a question for you, because uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm soaking everything in, I got my eyes closed, and I'm, like when I interview somebody, it's like watching a movie. Everything they say is like, goes across the, you know, like the whole chain link fence. I was like, I was there. I was watching the chain link fence. I love it. You know, I, I see a lot of people coming out with coffee, um, CBD infused or energy drinks. And I'm like, okay, one is supposed to amp you up and the CBD is supposed to calm you down. So wouldn't that kind of cancel each other out? You know, if that's the desired effect, I would think so. Now, for most of these guys, like I, I know a gentleman that who does uh, who makes a, a water line, basically. But he's giving you water with CBD in it so that you ingest, you get the CBD into you. I'm thinking, okay, why do I need a C? Why do I need an energy drink with CBD in it? I'm thinking, all right, I just want the energy drink, but it also gives me a CBD boost. Some of these guys, and some of the reasons. I, I'm clueless. 
I hear some of the things that people want to do or do, and they're kind of bizarre. <laughs> and a CBD energy drink. See, the thing is, like one of the side effects of CBD is if you take too much, it makes you drowsy. That's one of the side effects. So when you mention CBD calming you down, that's like an oxymoron. Okay, so I take the energy to get the, the amp up, but the CBD, hmm. That's yeah, a good question, Richard. Yeah, so, you know, I, was just, I was just thinking, you know, just my mind kind of goes that way, you know. It's kind of like the old days when, when uh, by the way, I love that we got to talk about your your uh, being a musician. Um, you know, back in the old days, you know, when uh, rock stars would take uh, like heroin and then coke yeah. together, speedballs. Yes. It, it'd be like going, getting high, then getting low. It would just yes. never made sense to me. But that's just me. So let's talk about music. You, yeah. It's 1989. Talk to us about 89 to 90. 89 to 90. Well, let's see. Well, I spent six years in music school. So from 1984 to 1989, I spent uh, five years at a performance school in, in Las Vegas. And then from uh, 89 to 90, I went to Musicians Institute in Hollywood. And What, what did you play? Guitar and bass. Oh. So I toured a lot playing bass, but I, I, my main gig was guitar and classical guitar. Okay, because I'm the world's uh, okayest guitar player. So who were some of your influences? My number one influence, Carlos Santana. Oh, beautiful player. My number beautiful. one. Yes. He's my number one favorite guitar player of all guitar players. But then there are some close seconds like Steve I and Gary Moore. Wow. Um, Gary Moore, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved him. He's 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 gone, but man, I loved Gary Moore. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Kevin Eubanks was a favorite guitar player of mine. Okay. Uh, a little bit of jazz, a little yes, bit of fusion. Yes, yes. Um, ben, uh, George Benson was another fave guitar player of mine. Yeah, and, I've always I've been into. Uh, I've always been a big BB guy. Oh yes, I love BB King. But yeah. now, as I get older, I'm starting. You know, I like to just sit down with an acoustic and just play like Eagles. Oh, stuff, yeah. You know, stuff you could just sit outside and at the fireplace and just, right. you know, three chords and just have some fun, you know? Yes. Well, you know, the, the guitar that Carlos Santana plays um, has been a dream guitar of mine, I think, since about 89. He released a song called Blues for Salvador, and it was in the Guitar Player magazine, the little vinyl records back in the day. Okay. And uh, I love that song. It's a great song. But the guitar he was playing was a Paul Reed Smith guitar. And I've wanted one for over a quarter of a century. I just got one two days ago. I love Paul Reed. Yes. Really and I play left-handed, so that's even harder for me. Oh, so you're a Hendrix guy. Yes. Okay. Yes, I love Hendrix, too. Cool. So now talk to us two questions. Um how do we find you? How can we get your book? And how can we get some more of your knowledge on CBD? So, okay. So the book can be found on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble and on walmart.com on the websites. They're not in the stores. Um, you can also get it on my website, which is the cbdwriter.com. And, uh, that's where you can see a lot of the podcasts and some of the videos and stuff that uh, we've done. And um, the book, the book is seven ways to manage pain with CBD. And basically I, I didn't start out to write a book. That, that was not the goal. That was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, that wasn't something I necessarily even wanted to do. I wrote a guitar book back in the nineties and that was a ton of work. And, uh, but because I had done so much research on CBD and how to use it, and, you know, there's so much misinformation out there that 
it, it took me forever to find the real, the good information, the truth, and, and, and the good studies. And, you know, like after about three years, I had so much stuff uh, that I had consumed and found that I looked at it and I said, oh, my God. So I think someone said, dude, you got a book. You got a book right there. And I think that was probably like the aha moment. And I'm like, damn, I do. And so it's been called the Pain Management Bible by, by a few people. Um, it's a completely different book than any CD book that you will see anywhere um, available. It's highly pictorial. Um, it's very graphic. When I say graphic, not pornographic, but very graphic. And um, it's, uh, I've, I just picked up like three doctors who have endorsed the book. I've got a, a young lady down in Florida, Dr. Michelle Weiner. She's a double board certified pain specialist. Gave me this beautiful endorsement. It's, it's going to be on the back cover of my book now here in the next two weeks from when this podcast was recorded. So I have one more doctor back west and I'm hoping uh, might send me an endorsement, but like I've got Marvin Washington, ex NFL Super Bowl, yep. Yep. Um, endorsed the book and is trying to get it into the NFL for players. Um, so that's the book. The, the book basically came about me suffering from pain. Now I figured out all the different ways of the delivery methods for using CBD. And then I go a little further and I educate the consumer, you know, what's on the label, what should be on the label, why you need to read the label. I teach them what the testing results are, what the certificate of analysis is, how to read it and what to look for on it. And so basically it's a 45 minute, maybe 50 minute read. But when you read that book, you could sit down with any person and hold a full on discussion about CBD, your condition, and what routes you want to use because it gives you that information and you are armed. You could walk into any dispensary and know what you're talking about and no one could pull the wool over your eyes. That was the purpose of the book. Once I, once I put it all together, I realized that was its purpose. No one can tell you anything different than the truth what's in the book. <clears throat> I love it. So my last question, you know, we, we still live in a, a crazy world. You know, we're still in some states are still locked down. Um, a lot of people have lost their jobs. So some people are driving for DoorDash just to put food in their kid's mouth. Grandparents are homeschooling kids still. So if I ask the average American to do something in seven days, they're never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're very likely to take that step. Absolutely. So if you know somebody out there right now that's struggling with pain, um, struggling, they, um, being restless, can't sleep, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some relief? Well, for pain, let me, let me use a story <clears throat> to explain um, why and how. So the issue that people always bring to me is like, I tried it and it didn't work. Okay, so I asked, okay, so what did you do and for how long? Well, I tried it today, I tried some yesterday and nothing. Well, the studies say that you need to use CBD for about a week for it to build up into your system and for it to have a full impact. So when I talk to people, if I tell them that, they get, oh, yeah, okay, cool, no big deal. So what I do is I tell them in a story, and then they get the aha why that little tidbit of information is so important. So I want you to see a general. He's sitting on the hill, and he's looking over the battlefield, and he sees that on his left flank, the enemy has penetrated, and they can go into his territory. So being the wise general that he is, he grabs a platoon of 
men and sends them over to the west flank. Now, during the battle, some are killed, some are wounded, some run out of ammunition, and some run away. Now, the next day, the general, back on top of the hill, looking over the battlefield, he sees that on the west flank, that there are a couple more men there today than there were yesterday. So in his great wisdom, he puts together another platoon, sends them over to the west flank. And again, during the battle, some are killed, some are wounded, some run out of ammunition, and some run, out of, run, run away. Now, after about a week of the general sending troops over to that weak spot, now he's got the enemy on the run. He's blocked that, that broken part of his line. And now the enemy's on the run, and they can no longer come in and pilfer his territory. So when you take your CBD, what you're doing is you are sending your troops onto your battlefield to fight your war. So now if it's PTSD and if it's anxiety, I can't speak that well to it other than know your dose and you know work with somebody. But when it comes to pain, <clears throat> you're sending fresh troops every day onto your battlefield because during the war, some are killed, some are wounded, some run out of ammunition, and some run, out, run away. CBD does not last forever. You have to reuse it. Now, for some people, depending on the severity, you might use it several times a day. So you're sending fresh troops onto the battlefield to fight your war, and the more troops that you send, the sooner you're going to block that broken line and you're going to start finding some relief from that pain. And now there's one caveat to that. To, for some people, depending on the severity of the condition that they're fighting, um, they may need more than just a high dose of CBD. So I want you to think of CBD as a Molotov cocktail. Right. When you take that Molotov cocktail, you take it and you throw it and it's going to do a little bit of damage and it's going to burn for a little bit. Now, for some people, their pain condition, that amount of CBD is perfect. There are some that have what is called CRPS or chronic regional pain syndrome, where there is no relief. In those conditions, they need THC. So think of THC as a stick of dynamite. We take that stick of dynamite, we attach it to that Molotov cocktail, now we throw it, we have an impact that is greater than we could have fathomed with the two separately. That's what happens when we take CBD and mix it with THC. And now you'll have different formulations. You can have 10 drops of CBD to one drop of THC. You can have 25 drops of CBD to one drop of THC. You could have one drop of CBD to one drop of THC. And in those conditions, you're not worrying about not passing drug tests. You're worrying about something else. You're worrying about finding a condition. So if you have conditions where your normal, regular use to fight acute and chronic pain with CBD is not working, then the next step is to meet with a cannabis doctor. And you can reach out to me through my website, thecbdwriter.com. I have a small network of doctors now throughout the nation that are cannabis doctors, and they can tell you about the interactions between drugs and, and CBD. And then they can also help you find a way to use CBD and THC together in a formulation that works for your body and your pain event. Well, I think people this are going to know so much. Um, I'm so grateful for you to take time. I know we've been talking about getting together for a while. Um, I've, I'm so grateful that you decided to hang out today. And yes. I appreciate you educating me. Can I, can I share one other important tidbit of information? Of course. So <clears throat> I probably should have thought about this in the beginning, but there are some important warnings about CBD that consumers should be aware of. Um, number one, if you are on medications, CBD and medications don't always play nice. 
So there is one line of defense that you can use to know whether or not you should not be taking CBD. If you have a medication that has a warning label on it that says do not use grapefruit while using this medication, if you have that, do not touch CBD internally. Externally, you're okay. Internally, do not take it. The CBD molecule and that grapefruit molecule, they manipulate the enzymes in the liver and that prevent the liver from breaking down medications. So toxicity can build up in your bloodstream and it, can, it could do some serious damage. So that's the first thing. If you're on medications, be careful about using CBD. If you have a, a uh, grapefruit warning, for sure do not use it. Secondly, there are some side effects to CBD. So if you're on prescription medications, let's say like Xanax, if Xanax makes you, and I'm using this as an example, everybody, this is just an example. Let's say that drug makes you sleepy. Well, the drowsiness effect of too much CBD can uh, modulate that or enhance that sleepiness in the drugs that you're taking and make you feel even more drowsy. So you really have to be careful with what you're taking, your prescription drugs when you're taking CBD. So I just want to let the world know, be aware and pay attention to what drugs you take when using CBD, you could possibly have a bad reaction. Well, that's awesome news to know because I know once I started taking diabetes medication, I I had to stay away from grapefruit. No, I think cholesterol medicine. I'm sorry. Yes. And they're okay. saying you can't. So I totally get it. And I thank you for that. David, brother, thank you so much. This has been a You're great welcome. conversation. Um, this will go out in the next couple of weeks and I'll tag you on it. It'll go everywhere. And I just want to say thank you once again. Most of all, thank you for your friendship. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Richard. I'm so happy to do it. I look forward to doing it again sometime in the future. All right, brother. Have an amazing week and keep crushing it. Amen. Thank you, man. God bless. Hey, guys. If you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee. And it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.